Are they a chump or are they a champ? Let's figure it out. Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. Yeah, guys, what's going on? It is another episode of the Pigskin Chance Podcast with your host, Justin Gonzalez. You can find me on Twitter at pigskin underscore Jay Gonzo. And across from me is my best friend, Derek Bordeaux. And you can find him at pigskin underscore D-Rock. Derek, how you doing tonight, man? Doing fantastic, man. Ready to get it started. Let's go. Dude, I'm loving it. All right, guys. On today's uh, podcast, we are going to dive headfirst into the AFC conference, and we're going to start our Chumps to Champs series, uh, starting with the North Division and the South Division. But first, let's talk some news. Hey, what happened? Today is the schedule release. 2021 NFL schedule was released today. Getting Justin, closer and closer. How are you feeling about your Dolphins, man? Man, um, I'm loving the schedule besides that 14 week 14 bye. Yeah, that's killer. It's, uh, that sucks. That's a rough one. But, yeah. you know, I'm really excited for 2021. Hey, you know what? Tampa, what, Tampa uh, had a week 13 bye last year. We won the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, we yeah, you know also got freaking the plant man, <laughs> Tom Brady, bro. Tom Brady. Hey, man, uh, the Bucks getting a week nine bye. You know, I feel pretty good about that. Two seasons, you know, kind of get a break in the in the middle of it. There's a lot of primetime matchups that we should also be excited for. Oh, uh, man. There's eight teams that have five primetime matchups throughout the season. So the NFL is definitely favoring those big time. Yeah, it's about, time to get, it's about to get some interesting, man. About to get really very interesting. interesting. So uh, we're going to go from very interesting to almost irrelevant. Uh, the Jaguars signed tight end. Is that is that right? Oh, Tim Teep. Oh. Quarterback? What? Yeah, okay. So they signed, apparently, a tight end, Tim Tebow, to a one-year deal. You know what? The only thing I want to say about this, the Jaguars actually got them a team chaplain, and we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> what does this signing even do for them, man? I don't get it. Like, Dude, I'm not got, sure. they got somebody to make, give them some prayers, and that's about it. Hey, I, loved, I love Tim Tebow, man. But Dude, he's a hell of a guy. He's not going to be a good tight end. Huh. He's Packers trying to do a Logan Thomas situation. <laughs> Packers GM says quarterback Jordan Love has, quote, a long way to go in his development, end quote. Why the hell did you draft trade up for him in the first round? No comment. No, no, no comment. And that's, that's Aaron Rodgers' comment, that's, too. That's All right, uh, Colts sign offensive tackle Eric Fisher as the Anthony Costanzo replacement. Anthony Costanzo retired earlier this offseason. And the Colts just replace him with, you know, an all-pro player. Yeah, you know. You know. so, some, 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 just get us through the. <laughs> hey man, uh, Carson Wentz gonna need all the help he can get. Yeah, no, for sure. Running back Brian Hill signs with the Titans. Do you have any interest in the Derrick Henry backup? Yes, I do have Der- uh, interest in uh, Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry is going to be a great fantasy player this year. Uh, I do believe that he can get over the hill and uh, really, you know, bring it strong this year. So I see what you did there. <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. All right, bro, you ready to get into our chance and chance? Hey, I'm stoked. Let's do it. Let's go. Will you teach me to football? 
Here we'll teach you the football, won't we, caretaker? Yeah, I'll teach you anything. Just don't eat me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, guys. The whole purpose of this segment and why we're bringing it to our podcast is we want to dig deep into the each conference. So we want to go team by team by conference uh, in the division. So we're going to start with the AFC North, and we're also going to cover the AFC South today. But the whole purpose is what they did on this offseason after the 2020 season but strictly fantasy football. So we want to see if they made the right moves, you know, to make themselves, you know, you, you're going to target these guys as champs to help you win that title, get that, you know, victory that you're looking for in 2021. Or there's just some guys that, you know, are maybe some chumps and you don't want any part of. Uh, we're here to let you guys know and what we feel is the right move and if they re- made the right moves. You ready to get into it, Derek? Yeah, let's get it. All right, man. Hey, the first team we're going to cover today is uh, AFC North, the winners of the AFC North in 2020, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who once went, what, 11-0? Yeah, how'd that go for them? Yeah, all right. So tell me, man, how do you feel about their all-season moves? So I'm going to classify them as a champ, okay? Now... Obviously, you know, when we're talking about this segment, right, chump or champ, we're not saying that the Steelers are going to win, like, a real-life championship, right? Well, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is they made the right moves to make their offense produce players that can pro- that can provide you, the fantasy football manager, a championship. So we're looking at, you know, the, is the offense scoring a lot of points, you know, stuff like that. Like, do, are they moving the ball? Are they providing opportunities for fantasy points? So I'm going to consider them a champ. They added Najee Harris. It's going to help the running game. I'm banking on a more balanced and efficient approach from Pittsburgh. Okay, they can't. What they did last year is not sustainable. The short passing game. You just look at their their offensive stats. They were first in pass attempts. They were 29th in yards per attempt. So all their throws were like three yards down the line, beyond the line of scrimmage. So they were a terrible rushing team. They worked 32nd in rushing yards, 32nd in yards per carry. Now. They had James Conner, Benny Snell, all those guys. So I think adding Najee Harris will rectify that situation, right, and make it better. The whole offense will move more efficiently, and I think they're going to score more points. I mean, you already saw. I mean, those top three receivers were top 30 wide receivers last year. But if you look at their production, at the, in, at, at, you know, they had James Conner was, was RB27 last year. Benny Snell, running back 61. Okay, so – not very good production. You see their top three receivers, Juju, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool, all top 25. Sorry, I said top 30, but they're all top 25 receivers, which is super important. So I think this team did enough to be considered a champ. Okay. All right. Um, I am actually going to go on the other side here, and I actually love what the the Steelers did in the draft. I love the addition of Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris in himself is going to be a very good player. But now this is where I believe that this is the decline of the Steelers from last year and why they didn't make the proper moves. They're going to have four brand new starters on the offensive line. Okay. Four guys that did not play last year. They're not going to have the continuity. Uh, their offensive line struggled last year heavily. Granted, you know, the addition of Najee Harris, it's going to make for a different level back, but it's also a different player 
like a Le'Veon Bell type player who's going to get those short work passes. So now for me, that drops their wide receivers. Now they're not going to sustain the three top 25 receivers in fantasy. I think that you might have one, maybe two. I don't think you're going to have all three. So I think for me, yes, it balances out the Steelers for a football aspect. I think there'll be a really good team that AFC North is really, really tough. Uh, but I don't think for fantasy, you're going to have to rely on, you're, you're going to be able to rely on all three guys week in and week out. I don't think that you're going to, you're going to be, and we don't even know if Najee's going to come in. I love the landing spot. I, I really am a believer in Najee. I think he's going to do a really good job, but we still haven't seen him on an NFL field behind NFL players. You know what I'm saying? And then big Ben, he's, He's getting older, man. They, I, I don't think they were in the position to draft them a quarterback or even contend for a free agent quarterback. So they brought him back on a cheaper deal. And now we're sitting here talking about, okay, is he going to, you know, what is he going to do? Yes, he just was a year removed from surgery. Now he's two years removed from surgery. Is that arm going to feel better? But they're not going to throw it like they were last year. So I don't think all that fantasy production, especially in PPR, like Deontay Johnson was a huge PPR machine last year, but that was because he was catching 14 passes a game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't under, I don't know if they're going to be able to sustain that fantasy relevance that they had last year in producing three top 25 players in the wide receivers thing. So, uh, all right, guys, we're going to move on to the Baltimore Ravens. Derek, tell me how you feel about the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, had a solid season last year, 11 and five. They made a ton of moves on the offensive side of the ball. They assigned Gus Edwards, a second round tender. They signed guard Kevin Zeitler to a three-year deal. They traded for a tight end. They signed Sammy Watkins. They did deal Orlando Brown to Kansas city, but they got a first round pick plus some back for it. Uh, they picked up Lamar Jackson's fifth year option. They drafted Rashad Bateman, Ben Cleveland, the guard out of Clemson drafted Tylen Wallace, uh, at 131 overall, and then they signed Alejandro Villanueva to a two-year deal. So I think that the moves that they have made, I'm going to say that the Ravens are a champ. Okay, I'm going to stick with the same kind of theme. They've added the right pieces. They've bolstered the offensive line, or they've kind of re uh, retooled the offensive line. They added a, a true number one receiver in Rashad Bateman. They added some depth that receiver in Tylen Wallace. They still have Mark Andrews. They still have Marquise Brown. They still have the, you can call it three-headed monster at running back if you include Lamar, Gus, and J.K. Dobbins. I just think that adding those receivers is going to open the offense up a little bit more, and that's that's just going to help everyone else out because now teams can't load the box. I mean, they were the best rushing team in the league last year anyway, despite not being able to throw the ball. I mean, they were 32nd in pass attempts, but they were first in rush attempts, rushing yards, yards per carry, and then third in rushing touchdowns. So, yes, they ran the ball a lot, and that didn't really stop them not having receivers. But now they have receivers. I think they can be a little bit more balanced. And then now I think you can actually draft a receiver from the Baltimore Ravens, which is what you want in fantasy. You want to have more options, right? So I think they're a champ. I think they did enough to do it. They do have three new starters on the offensive line. But, hey, man. Continuity is a big thing on the offensive line, but they added quality. No, players. I understand, hundred uh, percent. And that uh, 
the Villanueva is already calling out Pittsburgh, and that's going to be interesting. Man. Yeah, that's I can't be, wait for that. That's going to be a heated rivalry. It's yeah. already a heated rivalry. It's going to get even more. But for me, man, the uh, Baltimore Ravens definitely a champ. Uh, you're going to have production all over the field, I believe. You're going to have Lamar that does Lamar things. You have a top 10 uh Top 10 quarterback last year. He's going to be again in the top 10. Uh, J.K. Dobbins didn't even play the whole year. They had Mark Ingram where they started out the year. He came in the later half, still finished RB23. I definitely predict him to be a top 15 running back. Um, you Then you have, you know, you add, like you said, you added Bateman. You have Marquise Brown. You have Mark Andrews, who's a tight end six. I, I predict him to be a little bit higher than that if he gets back to what it what he was two years ago. Yeah. And like you I know, said, you know, up, so. adding those receivers opens things up for everyone. That includes Mark Andrews. Sure. That includes JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards and Lamar. So I think you're going to have a lot more, a lot more people to choose from to get you more fantasy production than mm-hmm. you did like the Steelers. Cause I believe even though they both have good defenses, I just think there's going to be a lot more, especially with the older Ben gets on how they're going to push the ball. I don't think there's going to be a lot more pushing, especially if that defense shows out like they did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, Baltimore Ravens, though, hands down, think they're a champ. I think you're going to have plenty of options. We're going to get into our rankings later on in the offseason, and uh, we're going to move on to the Cleveland Browns. And, uh, dude, these guys came out of nowhere last year. You know, uh, Bakers started to click. Mm-hmm. It looked like uh how, how do you feel about the Cleveland Browns man? Um going into you know 2021 Cleveland Browns, you know, a lot of people are hyping them up as one of the more complete rosters in the NFL. Like they added pieces on the defense. They didn't really add a whole lot on offense. You know, they only they re-signed Rashard uh, Rashard Higgins to a one-year deal. They pick up Baker Mayfield's fifth-year option. I expect him to get a contract extension at some point in the next calendar year, I would say. And then they drafted Anthony Schwartz at number 91 overall, a burner, a really fast wide receiver. I mean, honestly, he's probably not going to crack the starting lineup because you have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, and you have the two running backs. They have multiple tight ends. Like they don't, they're not, a, they're not a team that uses a lot of wide receivers, but still they're adding depth to, to the receiver position. Um, I have them as a champ as well. Okay. So, it's mostly for the running backs, okay? You can draft either one and be ecstatic that you have either one. Like, I know that uh, Nick Chubb was hurt most of the year last year. He missed, what, nine games? Yeah, and still finished as RB11. Yes. On the other hand, Kareem Hunt did finish a little bit higher than him, which, uh, you know, RB10 and RB11. So you got two running backs that finished top 10. And, and like you said, one of them missed nine games. So I think that... Adding or or keeping that continuity uh, as far as the the entire offense, like they didn't make a whole lot of moves, they didn't change a whole lot. They're gonna get Odell Beckham back. I think that opens up the offense a little bit more too. So they they were already an efficient offense, and you can rely on the running backs. Now, as far as Baker Mayfield goes, time will tell just to kind of see how he how he works with with Odell because a lot of people said that when Odell left the lineup, that's when they started to click. I don't buy into it. I think that Odell can make anybody better, like any quarterback better. Oh, for sure, yeah. I don't think he's a problem on this team. I just think that they were trying to force feed that new shiny toy that they had. So I think now with another year under their belt, I think having that continuity, they're bringing back a lot of the same, um, you know, linemen. They're, I mean, there's there's really not a whole lot of change on this team. If you look at their top fantasy producers, they're all coming back. 
Every yeah. one of them. Oh, for sure. And uh, for me, man, I, I would definitely think that Baker found his confidence a little bit more. I think that, you know, he's, I think that's only going to help him when Odell gets back. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that, yes, he looked a lot better when Odell, I've heard the same things that you have heard, but I think that the confidence that he built going into the offseason, beating Pittsburgh in the, in the playoffs, you know, getting that playoff win, getting the organization behind him, the fan base behind him, all that stuff, I think that that's going to help him out a lot. I think he's going to come out with a little more swagger. I think he's going to be a, a very good fantasy option this year. Uh, I, I, You know, he has the top 10 potential, it, you know, if everything persists, but you do have a two-headed beast in the backfield. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you are going to have that champ, that I'm going to label them a champ, mm-hmm. but you got to have to understand that what you're getting, if you're getting those two running backs, it is a split timeshare, but both of them are beasts, both of them produce. And if either one so, of them goes down, you have a top 12 running back. For sure. 100% surefire top, lock. Yeah. 100% for sure. top 12 running back. Uh, wide receivers, you know, I, I think you're going to get what you get with Jarvis Landry. You're going to get that 8 to 10, you know, targets. You're going to get that you know, whatever, maybe seven catches, 70 yards, and you get a touchdown, you, you know, you're good. You're, I think he's going to stay at that wide wide receiver 30 area that he, you know, he always kind of finishes at. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be huge. I think the big step up is going to be Odell. Uh, you know, you even saw it. There's a couple of games. Like, yes, people call it force-fed, but he was a beast, man. He cut. He was 30. He was playing really good. He 30, 40-point fantasy outings, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, man, that, that was definitely a uh, – you know, definitely a champ that I think they made some right moves, and and they're going to be a very tough team football wise. Hundred percent outside of fantasy football, they're going to be a very just regular that, football. Their defense be, is going to be really yeah. good, and that's the only thing that scares me a little bit is are they going to be a little more conservative? But I don't think so. I think the running backs is what's really you really kind of want to target if they if that defense really gets good like that. Yeah, I think so. the the biggest thing to remember is that the, yes, the running backs are going to be the the most targeted players in fantasy drafts, right? You're going to be able to get Jarvis Landry and Od- especially Odell Beckham at a really good value and Baker Mayfield. You're going to be able to stream Baker Mayfield all year. You may not have to draft him in one quarterback redraft leagues. You're not pro- you're probably not going to have to draft him maybe at all. Like you might be able to get out and then have him like pick him up or or even bring him in as your quarterback too. Or if you're Justin, draft him over Lamar Jackson a couple years ago. Hey. Cuts deep, I still it? had Lamar on my team, though. Yes, you did. But so, you took Baker in the sixth. It's okay. So. I still had Lamar on my anyway, team. Anyway, so, yeah, I think Baker's going to provide some sort of fantasy value, especially in the right matchups. It's all going to depend on that running game. If they can get it going like they did last year, that'll open things up for everybody else. Hopefully Odell can, can gel in this offense. All right, man. Let's go in and uh, move on to the Cincinnati Bengals, the fourth place in the AFC North, and we'll move on to the AFC South out of that. This is my first chump. Uh, I know they just drafted Jamar Chase, okay? They signed some offensive linemen, all right? But to me, the biggest reason why they're a chump is because they did not upgrade upgrade the offensive line like they should have. I think it's going to come back to haunt them. I love... Uh, I love Joe Mixon for 2021. If he isn't running into the backs of his offensive line every carry, that's just that's just me. I mean, they they made an investment in the offensive line uh, in, in offensive tackle Jackson Carmen in the second round, Dante Smith in 
at 139 overall. They drafted Trey Hill, a center, at 190 overall. So, I mean, yes, you can make the argument they added to the offensive line group, right? But did they add quality players? Are those guys going to be quality players? You could have had Penny Sewell at five. And I'm just going to, ha- I'm, I'm probably never going to let this go. They should have taken Penny Sewell at five. Jamar Chase, it could be a really, really good football player. But man, Brandon Allen throwing to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase halfway through the season is going to be really bad for fantasy. I just think that they ignored their most pressing need. And that's why I think, I mean, like I said, I love some of these options, but I'm just trying to temper expectations because that offensive line was not good last year. No, man, I I, uh, I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm still going to go ahead and label them a, a champ for what they did fantasy-wise. Okay, four champs in this division? All right. That's awesome. No, I labeled uh, Pittsburgh a champ. All right, so for the Bengals, the reason why I'm labeling them this is the tail end of your argument that you had was if Brand- if Joe Burrow stays healthy because Brandon Allen – it's not the same offense with Brandon Allen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. If Joe Burrow can stay healthy and play 17 games this season and they can, they can, he can be on the field. Joe Mixon can stay on the field. If everybody stays healthy and they're all out there all season long, this is going to be a fantasy gold mine. You're not wrong because the defense is trash. They are very bad. They mm-hmm. didn't address it in the off season there. It's not going to be a very good defense, which means the offense is going to be on the field a lot, which means Joe Burrow is going to be slinging it, which means there's going to be a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards put up. And I believe that this is a fantasy gold mine if everybody can stay healthy. So I'm going to make it on the precipice that everybody starts the year healthy and it's going to be labeled a champ come draft time, come draft time. I'm not drafting for injury. I'm drafting because I believe that this player is going to help me win the championship in the long run. Mm-hmm. They get hurt. That's a risk I'm taking. Anybody can get hurt. Hurt, it, yes, it's a little bit higher because they don't have the best O-line, and you saw what happened last year. But things happen. I think if things stay healthy, that this team could have – you can have Joe Burrow. You can have Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase – you could even have uh, Tyler Boyd as a wide receiver three or something like that that you're comfortable with. You know, I think that you're going to have a very high production, and I, I do uh, like Cincinnati Bagels, barring health. I, hey, listen, I agree. I agree with the point you made. It is true. If they stay healthy, this could be a championship-producing, you know, offense. Right? It could produce uh, players that can help you win championships. I agree. I'm just very skeptical about the health of the, I, uh, listen, of, of the quarterback. Too. That's that's just, that's just my main concern. No, I understand, hundred percent. So, all right, dude. So that wraps up the Cincinnati Bengals uh, and the AFC North. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the AFC South, and we're gonna start with the champs, of the AFC South, and that is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start us out here. Uh, Tennessee Titans for me, you know what you're getting with them. You got Derrick Henry. He's going to run the ball. He's going to get 30 touches a game. You have A.J. Brown, who finished at wide receiver 12 last year. You know, they brought in Josh Reynolds. They brought in – they lost Corey Davis. They lost John Smith. You know, so you a lot of people can label them a chump because they lost people. They lost production. There's only a little bit of people to focus on. But they've tried that. 
They've tried it year in, year out. Like, they're not... Derrick Henry's going to eventually wear down on you. You know what you're getting with Derrick Henry. You're getting volume. So, for me, there's only two players, maybe three, that I want on this team. And there might be a fourth sleeper. And I think that those guys for the Tennessee Titans are going to be the champs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that those are the guys that you're going to want. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, QB8. Derrick Henry, RB3. A.J. Brown, wide receiver 12. Those numbers, they're going to stay. They're going to stay. And that's with Corey Davis only being a wide receiver 30, and he was supposed to be a – this was supposed to be his breakout year. You know, he had a great year. He did. But only wide receiver 30. Then you had Adam Humphreys, wide receiver 109. Jonathan Smith, tight end 15. It wasn't crazy production that those guys were taking away. So I believe that the pieces that they brought in the offseason is going to fill in and then give some even more to their star players. And I think that those star players are going to actually be relevant and help you win championships. I'm actually going to agree with you here. And I'm going to actually change my answer because I originally had them down as a chump, but you've talked me out of it. So, you know, you talked about the the players that they've lost, right? And them not really replacing those guys, right? Like they bring in Josh Reynolds on a one-year deal. They sign, they draft Des Fitzpatrick at 109 overall. They did lose Jonu Smith to free agency, which honestly – it's for the best because they weren't using him the way they should anyway. Yes, 100%. Looking at those, I mean, just look at these offensive numbers right here, man. 30th in pass attempts, but 7th in yards per attempt. That right there is a stat produced by their running game, which was second in the NFL across the board in rushing attempts, rushing yards, yards per carry, rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Right? So that's all Derrick Henry, right? Because if you look, they didn't have an RB2. The RB2 scored like 30 points on that team, and Derrick Henry had over like 300. So I think the biggest thing that made me switch was Ryan Tannehill yep. and my love for Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has been on my fantasy teams the last two years, and I love the He's guy. He's definitely an underrated fantasy quarterback. He absolutely sure. is 100%. probably one of the most underrated fantasy quarterbacks in fantasy football right now because... He's not that sexy name that everyone wants. Like he's not Kyler Murray. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Josh Wilson. Allen, Russell. He's not any of those guys. But he's a consistent producer. If you oh, if you sure. put Tannehill in your starting lineup, you're getting 20 points. Almost it's almost locked and guaranteed that you're gonna get 20 points. You can't say that about a lot of quarterbacks, man. Can you say that about Matthew Stafford? No. <laughs> Can you say that about? Uh, Drew Brees last year. Can you say that about even Tom Brady? Can you say that about these guys? Like, I just think Tannehill brings that the rushing and the passing. They're a super efficient offense. Derrick Henry is, you know, Derrick Henry's going to get his. AJ Brown could be the wide receiver one, especially with no competition on the roster. My original argument was since there's not a lot of competition for touches that defenses will focus solely on them. But I don't think that matters when you're, when you're that good. Yeah. I think AJ Brown's Derrick Henry is stiff arming people through the ground (laughs) and AJ Brown is just breaking 17 tackles. I think I just saw a report. Josh Norman is just getting off the ground. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, the only thing I will say about Tennessee Titans is uh, for everybody out there doing redrafts, I will keep this name in mind, and I actually just picked up on my dynasty to help me this year, possibly, is Anthony Ferkser. Ferkser. 
Ferkser is going to be a very sneaky tight end, and uh, it's a little hard to rank right now. Uh, but if what we saw in the limited amount that we saw him in, he was outproducing Jono in the little bit of yeah, you know that he was on the field. So that's a definitely a sneaky name to uh, keep in mind. But we're gonna go ahead and move on to the Indianapolis Colts. For me, you know they're they're gonna label the champ. They went eleven to five last year. Um, you know, they they made some moves in the offseason. They replaced their left tackle. Uh, they got Carson Wentz in. Uh, now, how Carson Wentz plays, that's a different story. But he's back in a familiar offense. He's back with familiar coaches. You know, you got a beast of a running back in Jonathan Taylor. You still have Naheem Hines. You know, the, uh, shit. Um, Jonathan Taylor was the RB6 and Naeem Hines was RB15 on the season. You know, you right there, you have two top 15 running backs, and now you have a Phillip Rivers who is stationary, you know, and just like dinking and dunking everywhere. And you have Carson Wentz with a little bit of stronger arm. He can move the ball. He can, I think he can. Um, a little bit more mobility, too. Yes, for sure. So I think he adds a upgrade in the QB position, especially with the aged Philip Rivers. You know, I'm not saying that Philip, you know, Carson Wentz is better than Philip Rivers or anything like that. I just think at this point in time, I think Carson Wentz is an upgrade to Philip Rivers. And I think with the the skill positions around him, I think it's a very good one. You got T.Y. Uh, is coming back. You got Michael Pittman. You have uh, Zach Pascal. You got, um, who's the other guy? Um, my boy Paris Campbell. Yes, Paris Campbell. I love that. You guy. know, you got a lot of talent around you, and you have a very young, up and coming star running back in Jonathan Taylor. That I think that this is going to be a very good fantasy production team. And I think a lot of touchdowns are coming out of this. I think a lot of high scoring. So, talk to me. How do you feel? I can't really dis. I can't disagree too much with what you just said, but I have them as a chump now. It's all hinging on Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz plays like he did in Philly last year, this is going to be a complete dumpster fire. Except for, I think that Jonathan Taylor is pretty much a lock. Okay, this offensive line is elite. Okay, they lose one all like Pro Bowl caliber player and replace him with another Pro Bowl All Pro caliber player. Now. Is he ready for week one because he tore his Achilles? That's a different story. But by midseason, they're going to be at full strength in the offensive line. And I think their offensive line is going to be incredible. I mean, they they picked up Quentin Nelson's fifth-year option, and that's probably one of my favorite players in the NFL. He's just a nasty offensive lineman. And that group just by itself, I mean, they only replaced one guy, and they replaced him with an all-pro. So their offensive line got better this offseason. But if you look, even with that great offensive line last year, just their offensive, your team offensive rankings, it just screams middle of the pack. It just screams blah, you know? And I think a lot of that had to do with Phillip Rivers. You know, he's not a mobile guy. He had a limited arm strength, right? So it it, it shows you that even though you have all, because they brought back almost everybody, they didn't really lose anybody as far as an offensive skill position player is concerned. I mean, they even brought Marlon Mack back, bro. Yeah, everybody. Every, and he really didn't even play last year. My whole point is... He didn't if play you had at the all, same, bro. He was hurt. I, no, he played, he played 
the one game. Week one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Hey, you know what? <laughs> if they won a Super Bowl, he'd still get a ring. Yeah, okay. Okay. So they brought everybody back from last year, whether they played or not. And the only thing that changed really is a quarterback. You know, so I feel like, and, and with that quarterback, they had a, an average offensive year. I think that it, it really depends on Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz delivers and he's that, he returns to that, I don't want to say MVP because that's, that's, I got to put, you got to pump the brakes on this. If he even returns top 15 quarterback value, I think this offense could be a champ, right? I think that that could happen. But I think there's an equal possibility that he doesn't return that and he's behind, he's, our you know quarterback sixteen or worse. If that happens, I don't know if I want any of his receivers. I don't know if I can. I mean, I, I know I'm going to be able to trust Jonathan Taylor. That's pretty much the only thing I got going for me. But is one piece enough to call this a champ? I don't think so. So the main purpose behind me labeling them a champ is the upgrading quarterback. Because I do believe that having a little bit mobile of a quarterback, a stronger arm of a quarterback, is an upgrade to. You know, Carson Wentz to Phillip Rivers, that is an upgrade, okay? And now you're having a quarterback that just got hit 50 times on the Eagles, got benched for Jalen Hurts because he was getting hit 50 times. Now is going to a team where a stationary quarterback at Phillip Rivers only got hit 19 times. Only got sacked 19 times. Second fewest sacks allowed last year. Okay, so I to me... I think Carson Wentz has a better head on his shoulders than other people believe, and I think he makes better decisions when you're not running for your life. I mean, you're not wrong. So it, that it, was the main. Are, that was the main reason. Those are valid points. So. It's just for me. I'm just. I'm just. I get it. I'm. I'm not. I understand. I'm trying to be realistic about my expectations because I'm just nervous. I'm no. nervous about Carson Wentz and his. Is he broken? 100%. That's my that's my biggest question. Is he broken? If he's not broken, I'll eat my words and they will be an incredible offense. Yeah. And to your point, I mean their wide receiver one was wide receiver forty one. You know? So yeah. yeah. All right, man. So we're gonna move on to okay, we're gonna skip this team and move on. No. <laughs> Do we have to talk about the Texans? Oh my god. Are dude. we like is that like are we contractually obligated to talk about the Texans? Uh I, yeah, I, I guess. I wonder I, I, who actually <laughs> gave us a contract in the first place. Rex, what'd you do? <laughs> dog. <laughs> My dog, man. <laughs> All right, dude. So the Houston Texans, I think we're both in consideration or mm-hmm. both in, you know, same mindset here. Uh, they're chumps. Yes. Big um, time. Big time chumps. I don't think, I don't, I'm not going to want, okay, listen, let's just start with this. They released Duke Johnson, right? So at first you're like, oh, sweet, David Johnson. He got re-signed to a one-year deal. He's going to be great. But then they go and they sign Mark Ingram to a one-year deal. And then they sign Philip Lindsay to a one-year deal. And then they sign Tyrod Taylor to a one-year deal. Hey, that's QB1, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Listen, you have three running backs that are just a guy. They are Jags. They're just a guy. They are former Pro Bowlers, sir. <laughs> Excuse you. That was out of line, Justin. Okay? Don't ever talk about those guys in that light ever again. Okay? At this stage in their, in their career, like, the, what are the Texans doing? 
They literally, they, they, I think they signed like probably 80% of their current roster in free agency this year to one-year deals. This is not how you build a team. Not even close. And the fact that Deshaun Watson is going through all this legal trouble just puts a huge stamp on this team. And the stamp says chump. Like there's yes. there's no way around it. There's not even there's no silver lining in this at Signed, all. Signed, sealed, delivered. I don't even think if he comes back, who is he gonna throw to? Brandon Cooks. That's it? That's it. But he's gonna be running for his life like Carson Wentz last year? Yep. Man, and then I think he's the, gonna be running the, to Hawaii. Do you you can't even draft vacation. you can't draft a single running back on this team with any sort of value. No, I'm not touching any type of Houston Texan. You know what I just you know what I just remembered? Nothing. One of my dynasty leagues that I'm currently in the rookie draft in right now, I have David Johnson. I did not realize that they took Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram. Yes. I'm really glad I was able to draft Najee Harris in that draft because, <laughs> man, David Johnson is probably not going to be much of anything this year, and neither is Mark Ingram or Philip Lindsay. I don't think anybody on this team is really going to be no anything. No, you're not going to want any piece of this the offense. You, only, know what, you know what this team is going to be good for during fantasy season? To stream your other players against them. Yes, 100%. That's it. That's it. You're going to target the Texans' defense in almost for any matchup, for any position. Quarterback? Hell yeah. Stream them against the Texans. Tight end? Of course. <laughs> Wide receiver? Don't mind if I do. Running back? Dude. Can I get another? Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just walk into the end zone, please. Please. Like it's just it's right. crazy, man. So, they were first in yards per attempt last year, but like I don't think they're gonna have a single team offensive stat that's in the top ten this year. No. Not a single one. Bottom ten. Bottom Oh, one. sure. Yeah. They could be <laughs> they could be first in being the worst team in the league. They could do that. With the number one pick of the twenty twenty two NFL draft, the Houston Texans select. Um, all right. Well, we're going to go on to the number one overall draft pick of the 2021 NFL draft, and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Timmy Tebow captain-led <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. Tim Tebow is going to give some fire motivational speeches before the games, man. Literally, he signed as a tight end. I don't understand this. Did you see the clips on NFL Network of him running routes as a jet Yes. And yes. the ball literally hitting him in the face and his hands aren't even up yet. And then when it hits him in the face, he finally puts his hands up to try to catch the ball. <laughs> Listen, I love Tim Tebow. He was pro- he was probably the greatest Florida quarterback to ever play at the University of Florida. Two national championships, a Heisman Trophy. The dude was electric, right? Great leader, great football player. And then when he got to the NFL, I mean, he had some early success a little bit. And then, dude, he's just been... I, th- I think I saw a stat earlier that said he hasn't played an NFL game in more than three thousand days. Yeah, he hasn't played. He hasn't played a regular season game since two thousand twelve. Three thousand days. Yeah. Three thousand. So you're telling me he's going to come back in and challenge to be the Jags starting tight end? No, no. Sorry, not happening. No, he's uh, trying to do a Logan Thomas type deal, and it's not happening. But hey, you want to hear a bolt? I'm not even going to call it a bold, bold prediction. It's just something crazy I'm going to say, okay? There is a realistic chance he throws more t- jump pass touchdowns than Cam Newton throws r- actual touchdowns. You really think he's going to be on the roster come season? I think he could be used in that Taysom Hill-esque role. Roster, bro. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to do it right because Sean Payton's an offensive mastermind, and I don't believe 
Put that him in the, the front office. <laughs> like He's literally just our on. motivational speaker. That's it, bro. They put him at tight ends so it doesn't look like they don't have any tight ends. He's the guy. He He's a um, person when you were in school and they came on the loudspeaker to like give you an announcement. That's oh, the morning announcements. The morning announcements. <laughs> so for lunch today, guys, we have a delicious square pizza with your choice of white chocolate or strawberry milk. It's exquisite. <laughs> All right, bro. How do you feel about the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, man? I mean, I think listeners can tell from the tone of our voices that these are obviously, this is obviously a chump. Like, yes, they drafted Trevor Lawrence number one overall and took Travis Etienne number 25 overall. Yes, they have DJ Chark. Yes, they signed Marvin Jones, Carlos Hyde, franchise tagged Cam Robinson as, as, as their offensive tackle. But, man... I mean, I just, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Like, Trevor Lawrence could be, you know, everyone says he's the greatest thing since Peyton Manning. I don't, I don't buy that either. I mean, Justin Fields was my quarterback one pre-draft, and he still is my quarterback one post-draft. I don't know, man. I'm just not excited. I'm really not excited about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they're going to be a bad team. I mean, the only positive they get out of 2021 is they get to play the Texans twice. <laughs> Outside of that, they're gonna get those two games. They're a champ. They're gonna <laughs> get those, those two games. The label champ. Two out of seventeen games. <laughs> they get to be champs. Um, all right, man. For me, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm gonna label them a chump due to the fact that we don't know anything. We don't know anything about the system. We don't know anything about what it's gonna look like. The only thing that I know is that there's a lot of mouths to feed. Mm-hmm. Okay, they just they had James Robinson, who was an RB seven, and he got every play in the book for him this this is you here's a stat for james robinson right this is just this is a stat to tell you how good he was last year the jaguars as a team ranked 32nd in rush attempts 28th in rushing yards and they were tied for 32nd in rushing touchdowns okay so those are literally like last place right james robinson was the rb7 yeah so on a team that was literally the worst team at running the ball he was still the RB7 because he got all the carries. He got all the work. It didn't amount, like, as a team rushing stat, as uh, as those team rushing stats are concerned, I mean, he carried that team, man. Yeah. And he was he produced an RB7 season. That just shows you how good he is, but they drafted Travis Etienne in the first round. Yeah, you can't, um, you can't ignore that. You know, they, they spent first-round draft capital on Travis Etienne. So that now there's a split backfield. There's there's where I'm not buying this whole thing of oh he's our third down back. Nope. I'm not not buying it. That's a first round. You don't draft a third round no. a third down back in the first round. Yeah, you don't do it. So yes, I believe now it's about to be a split timeshare. I don't think that they owe anything to James Robinson. It's a brand new uh, coaching staff all the way around. It's Urban Meyer's guys. He was undrafted. It that you know, and then now you're bringing in Trevor Lawrence, and that's fine. And I think I hope he does well. I, you know, I really do. I want him to be fantasy relevant. Not going to have him very high in my rankings. But then you got Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, Lavishka Sonol, Tim Tebow. No, just show. You know, you lost your wide receiver. One was Keelan Cole last last year. He's yeah. no longer on the team. You know, so I don't think Tyler Eifert's on there anymore either. I'm pretty sure they let him go. Right? Yes. Um, so, you know, I, I just feel like there's a lot of mouths to feed. I don't know how good this offense is going to be. I don't know what the 
I'm going to temper temptations before I deliver on what I, I think these guys are chumps or champs, but I'm labeling them a chump right now. Don't think they're going to be a champ. Maybe give them a year or two. We'll see. Might have a different story next year. Hopefully Urban Meyer can bring some of that Florida, Ohio State offensive magic, but hey, man, I got to see it before For I sure. start really believing in For them. Sure. So this team was 1-0 at one point in time last year. <laughs> And then they lost 15 straight. They beat the Colts, so, man. Week one, they beat the Colts with Gardner Minshew. And that's why they didn't win the division. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for us today. Join us next week for the AFC, the second part of our AFC Chump, Chump to Champ uh, episode. Thank you all for listening. Please follow both of us on Twitter at pigskin underscore jgonzo and at pigskin underscore drock. Also follow the show at pigskin champs thank you guys very much we appreciate y'all listening please subscribe and please let us know how we are doing reach out to us and uh, we will see y'all next week see you